0: The one-hour phone-in show, all about stuff. Good afternoon. We are
1: live at the beautiful Zoomerplex in Liberty Village in downtown Toronto. This is Consignment Heroes, and our phone lines are open. If you have a rare or interesting item, an old collection of comic books or hockey cards or who knows what, you can call in and get expert advice on what you should sell it for and what it's valued at. Our phone number is 416-360-0740. That's 416 416- Three six zero zero seven forty. If you're out of town, it's toll free 866 seven forty four seven forty. That's 866 seven forty four seven forty. The two stars of the show—you know them from TV. You know them from A and D's Northern Treasures and Storage Wars Canada. Paul Kenny and Bogart Kenny. Good afternoon, guys. How's it going? Busy day for you guys. You guys were at what Comic Con down? Yeah, you guys are just taking a break from Comic Con. That's why you came here, right? I'm, I'm like
2: uh, a mile away. Nice. Or about 400 steps. It took a long time to get here. Yeah, tons yeah, of no. excitement. No, but there's like a, I don't know, they got thirty or 40,000 people there. And it's like, again, I know I harp, everyone's having a great time. In fact, one customer's having a really good time. They had a bunch of comics, they were going around the room, and that's why I talked to people about second opinions. And, okay, other people are offering 2,000, 2,600, okay, for a group of comics. We paid $8,000. Wow. Okay. So I know that person's happy. I you know, just bought more comics.
1: I know, I know. Wait, just, so your we, bid we, was six thousand dollars over. Uh fifty-four hundred. Wow. You know, and no, I, I hope just, you know what you're doing. You're just paying everyone too much. What's happening?
2: No, no. But you got—we're allowed to make money, but you don't have to retire on every deal, right? This is how it is. But it's not just this. You got to get second opinions because even I go to people's houses and they're going. Trust. You can trust me, but any guy who comes along and says this is the highest price. Trust me. You've got to get a second opinion. You really do. I don't even tell people. I, we consciously say to people, go get another opinion and bring it back and just see what someone else pays. Be comfortable in when you're selling. Some people are very comfortable. We go through the process. We say, it's worth this. We're going to buy it for this. It's worth this. We're going to buy it for this. So the same thing mm. we do with the gold and the silver. And Bogart's been there when we do this. And he says, well, you've got to do this. You've got to get a second opinion on this stuff. OK, now we're against all the other comic you know, They got all their fancy books and stuff out. But some people just I, I have a little bit. What's it called? A bird in my uh, bonnet or something when a bee in my bonnet, When someone goes along and they'll charge ten thousand for something, but only pay you five hundred. You know, that's, gotcha. that makes me mad almost. Right. Too we're,
1: much retail markup is what you're saying. They want too, things for pennies on the dollar as opposed yeah. to fair prices.
2: There's got to be fair prices. But everyone at that show, uh, there's like
1: 30,000 people there today, and there's another one coming in. Tons on. of costumes, the full oh, get-up. Yeah. you got your Batmans and your Supermans and all these weird outfits. There, is, uh, there are people. There are
2: costume heroes there that I don't even know who they are. But the people are having a good time, so this is a good part about it.
1: You're listening to Consignment Heroes. Uh, Paul Kenny and his son Bogart Kenny in studio. Again, you know them from Storage Wars, Canada, as well as this show on Zuma Radio, Consignment Heroes. Uh, they deal in gold, silver, fine china, figurines, sports cards, memorabilia, anything. Antiques, old farm equipment, antique TVs, radios, record players. Anything that you have that might have, that you think might have some special value. This show's at your disposal. You can call in and say, you know what? We've had great Aunt Agnes's uh, uh, old pot for in the family for 150 years. Maybe we're not even interested in selling it, but I sure would like to know more about these maker's marks on the bottom and understand what this thing's valued at. Maybe it should be insured. Maybe I do want to sell it. Who knows? So whether it's jewelry or coins, we have two experts in here who have made a fine living and found fame dealing in other people's stuff. More specifically, identifying value that most people overlook. Uh, they have a store. It's located at 10,341 Young Street. So it's right on Young Street. 10341 Young Street is the address. It's on Young, just north of Major McKenzie. Their store's phone number, and this is busy season for a lot of people doing estate sales. One of their uh, uh, specialities is that, uh, you know, if you're downsizing your house or, heaven forbid, you've lost a loved one, and you have just maybe 10 truckloads of stuff that needs to come out of that house— you can have them in. They can tell you, hey, listen, before you throw this out, before you throw that out, you should know it might be worth hundreds or thousands or tens of thousands. You know, it's not just a yeah. chandelier. This is something special. You need two people who understand stuff. And sometimes even, you know, people go, well, that was garbage. That was just an old uh, pile of, of uh, bottle caps. You go, hold on. There's no such thing as uh, just a bottle cap if they're more than 30 years old or whatever. Someone has to go through and and see uh, assign a proper value.
2: Yeah, people collect anything. And I say, unless your garbage man drives around with a checkbook and he's paying you money, don't throw it out until you've talked to us. Okay? It just... Doesn't make sense. That's what makes stuff valuable, and and we've all seen that that cartoon of the mom throwing away the kids' comic books and and cards into the garbage. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, he's, uh, he's off to college, and we're throwing away. Well, the same thing's happening now, and those are worth millions now. But the same thing is with your your Transformers, your uh, Pokemon. What are those? The 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 old. Well, here's
1: what's that old? There's an old peanut butter jar, and you say, hey, if you see this peanut butter jar, don't throw it out. What was it locally made? It has a face on it or something like that. But some people yeah. might have that just sitting around in their. Basement garage? Who knows? What was that story? What was? I remember oh, no. this.
2: No, no, this was a um, it was a corn syrup syrup jar. That's it. Beehive yeah. corn syrup where you used to send in the rings, and I know a lot of people, a lot of guys out there remember now getting that ring off the the top of the corn syrup, and you sent it in for your favorite hockey player. But this one was a special tin. They had a little bit of graphics on it, and people collect. People are always trying to recapture their childhood at vastly inflated
1: prices. But that's what I'm saying. Someone like me, I just come across an old jar. I go, that's gross. Let's throw it out. You don't know any of these things until you have an expert to tell you. You know, if it's older, get somebody to look at it. It doesn't take that much time. The store's phone number yeah. is 905-737-GOLD. 905-737-GOLD. If they're not sure, they have experts on hand. They can, yeah. they can evaluate whatever it is. The weirder, the better, for the most part.
2: Well, no, but that's partly what we do. We're, we'll tell you what it's worth, and we'll tell you what to do with it and so that you make the most amount of money. And, and the other thing is, as well, is that a lot of people get handed down stuff, and it was important to their parents, but their parents never told their kids what it was worth or what the story was behind it, okay? And this is why I'm even telling everyone out there is listening right now, even if you're not going to sell it to me, even if you're going to give it to your uh, your kids, your grandkids, Tell them a little bit of the story about it. Go out and write it on, Write on the back of that photo, Write yeah. on the back of that, Write on how you got that, or, or Uncle Ernie in World War I, or whatever it is. Give them some notes. Tell them, because if you give them, you give them a picture and they don't know who it is, it's not going to mean anything to them, you mm. know? And this is something you might get five or ten or it might be worth $1,000. But if it's worth $1,000, have the story. Yeah. And a lot of people don't do that, and, and it's going to be, and it's manana, manana. They're going to say, I'll do it later on. I'm saying right after the show, not now because I want you to listen to the show, but right after this show, go write something down, okay?
1: Fair enough. If you have if you have a rare or uh, interesting item you're not sure if it's valuable, you want to call on the show and find out more about it, maybe it's coins, maybe it's jewelry, maybe it's an old watch or an old hat, who knows? Our number is 416 360 0740. That's 416 360 0740. You guys ready for some calls? Oh, yeah, of course. Our first caller is going to be Walt in London. Walt, how are you? Good morning or afternoon? Good morning. Yes?
3: Yes, I have some radar bills. There's been a lot of talk about currency and coins in the last few weeks on your show. Okay. Is there a market for radar bills?
2: Yes, there is. I should explain. Slow down, yes. Okay, I'm going to explain what radar bills are. Bill, you know how you've got the serial number on your bill? No. It's zero number. Oh, my actual
1: money bill. Okay, yes.
2: yes. (laughs) And people like a number like that is. It was all nines. You would collect. You say, "Wow, this is a cool." Remember, we all used to play BS poker. Okay. You know, I have nine nines. But if you had a bill like that, so those are very rare to get. Okay. Now a radar bill goes five, four, three, and then it'll go two, and then it'll go three, two, five. It'll go up. It goes down. It's like a V. So it's like a mirror. Like a chevron. Like a mirror of your number. Yeah. Backwards. And people collect. So this them. is
1: just a Canadian currency bill with an interesting serial number.
2: With an interesting serial number,
1: because okay, I'm people on board. Get
2: bored, you know what I mean? They want to collect something different, and they are hard to find.
1: Okay, okay? Cold radar. Like, so, a radar oh. is a number where it goes this sequence goes down then up, or yeah. up then down. Okay,
2: yeah. And then you've also got bills that are all the same number, or you have numbers that like zero and eight and one are the same upside down as right side up.
1: So, so let's imagine I have a modern twenty-dollar bill, and it's a yeah. radar bill. The serial code does something interesting. What's that worth?
2: Anywhere uh, between twenty-five and uh, no, twenty. anywhere between fifty and one hundred and fifty dollars. Oh, so it
1: does have significance. So Walt, oh, yeah. so, well, what do you have exactly? Well, I have some from the eighty-eight
3: series and some from the ninety-one series. I have one with uh, two digit, Double digits.
1: Double digits are good as
3: well. Two, two six six six.
2: That's not as good. It's better if it's all like it's uh, six six. It would be six six two 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 six six or right. something like that or it, it's also the person going to be paying you this money is someone who has got everything else and just adding to the collection so right. it has to kind of look good or have a little bit of significance another thing that people collect is their dates if you have a date if you zero 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 nineteen fifty four, 1954 people want that okay there are the zero numbers on bills People collect by that. But we also talk about the different things like uh, the devil's face where it's in the hair. Yeah. Or, or the, the Canadian government the other day told people we're no longer accepting thousands. Okay, we used to sell those for $1,025. Or the $500 bill. $500 bills are worth around $50,000. Wait, what? We have $500 bills? What color were they? They were 1935, 37. What color? Uh, you know, I don't know. I've never seen one. But they're worth well, $50,000. They
1: can't bring a, it, I want to say red. Isn't it red? Yeah, I think yeah. so. So they're yeah. like the $1,000 bills. Yeah. We've put yeah, a call out on the show for a long time. Anyone with a $500 bill, please, please, please make it public.
2: But, okay. I'll go, a person this week is bringing me in. He has bags of money from 1970 or 65 or 66. The, the bank bags used to give you 6,000 pennies. And it was in a sealed bag. Mm-hmm. And they're all the same year in that bag. They came from the mint. Well, this is kind of cool because all the ba- all, everything inside that bag is going to be mint. And like tellers, we have tellers who are used to work in banks. And when the banks first got your pack coin rolls, they'd be all one year. If they save those, those are always more of a premium. We're always buying the bank rolls, as we call them, or the bank bags. Okay. And people bring them home. Now, the silver bags are worth the silver, like a... Let's see, a bag of 50-cent pieces would be worth about $11,000.
1: But those have got to be super rare. I mean, who kept a bank bag of change? I mean, maybe a coin-operated guy, maybe a vending machine guy or something like that, but that wouldn't be something that an average Canadian would have in their house, a sack of nickels. In my experience now, I have
2: stopped asking who would keep that. Fair enough, yes. I I run into everything. I don't ask that anymore. We got sidetracked quite quite a bit. Sorry,
1: Sorry, Walt, you had had a specific question? Sorry to just yammer on like that.
2: Just wondered if there is
3: actual market of...
4: Buyers for these
3: reasons. There
2: is some markets we have, we put them in auction or we will do them on consignment and we do help people with the different serial numbers. I apologize for rambling there. No, that's but good. But the stuff that happens in the bank, bank tellers have got the best stuff. My mom was a bank teller and back in 65 when they were changing the money over from the 80% and they were pulling the money out.
1: The silver out of the currency. The silver yeah. out.
2: She would take it home. We used to have to sort it through and everything like that. Nice. So I, that, so I come you, by this you honestly. You had
1: a lot of exposure to these concepts when you were young. I guess. Yeah,
2: I didn't. No, exposure. Yes, I didn't get the money. She kept the money. Well, fair she, enough. You I was employed. just cheap labor. Hey, that was it. Oh, okay. You were too. Yes,
1: please preach. So that's how I got the idea of having Bogart as cheap labor. Oh, there we go. It's <laughs> good. It's a life lesson. You're getting. You'll learn how to make money after you make a ton for your dad. I guess is that how it goes. That's how it goes. Our next caller is Lorraine in Cambridge. Lorraine, how are you? You're live on Zoomer Radio. Hi, I'm fine. How are you guys? Not bad. What do you have?
5: Um, uh, Micronauts toys. They're space
6: toys.
1: Okay. Yeah, that rings a bell. Yes,
6: yeah,
5: they were not as popular as uh, Star Wars and that sort of thing. With tracks and there's um, vehicles and there's people. And the boxes, but they're not the boxes aren't in good shape, but they' they are okay, but you
2: still have the boxes, yes, okay, no, this is a good thing, okay yes, I understand that yeah, no, if you have the box, sometimes the box can be worth as much as the toy right. Mike, i didn't, okay, I knew they made micronauts comics, I think they're about nineteen eighty six
4: yes and a little bit
2: before a little bit before eighty two maybe okay, so I didn't know they made the toy the
5: okay
7: the 70s. so it was in the seventies.
1: Okay, now you're going to make me look. I don't 76 know. 76 to 80. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This rings a big bell for my childhood. I I'm don't know check. it offhand. Anyway, somebody's going to be interested in it for sure. Yeah,
2: no, any of these kind of toys, and this is what people throw away because they don't think about it. i got to move this microphone.
4: Now, On, I'd also have a Gumby.
2: I like the Gumbies, but they made Gumbies up in the 60s and stuff. And they made them for so long, and I swear they're indestructible, those Gumbies. Okay, that was the first toy that. Uh, if there's an atomic bomb dropped on us, it'll be twink, hostess Twinkies and Gumbies. They, they, you can't wreck these things. Okay? And, and Slinkies. Remember the Slinkies All right, as well? Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. these Micronauts are usually new in the box, ones like this, anywhere between, I don't know, 20 and $150. Mm-hmm. Now, do you have them on the. Okay. They're not new in the box, but they're,
5: they are. They're so the news,
1: but they're. Yeah, the box is preserved. You yeah. still have that.
2: What's even oh. better is some of them. You know the clam packs? You have them on plastic for. A, package?
6: No, they're not in that.
2: Yeah, because the kid, before he gets it home, and that's the first thing he takes apart. There's these uh, Micronauts and then you've also got um, the Transformers.
1: Oh, yes. Right, but one of them has gone on to a multi-billion dollar film franchise and Micronauts is left in obscurity. Yeah. yeah. Okay, thank you. All right, thanks for your phone call. If you have a rare, interesting item or a collection of something you're curious about its real-time market value would be, Micronauts is probably a a tougher example, but you can give us a call, 416-360-0740, 416-360-0740. Our next caller is Rob in Toronto. Rob, how are you? Hello, how are you doing? Not bad. What do you have? I have some uh, early
6: um, British Guyana 1900s uh, used stamps.
2: Yeah, we have a stamp guy who comes in. Unless these are before the war, I mean World War
6: Two, and preferably World it was War I, 1897, 1905. Then I'd
2: have to see him. But to bring him into our stamp guy, we have a stamp guy. He's coming back on his vacation. He's been in Florida for the last two months. He will be in, and we can do it. But you have to bring him into the store, and he'll be in probably maybe two Wednesdays from now. But you call the store at nine oh five seven three seven four six five three. And make an appointment, and we can help help you out with this.
1: Yeah, you want to be you want to come to the store when the stamp expert is there. Yes. So this is one where you just call ahead. All right. Thanks. Okay. All right, and the store is located at ten thousand three forty one Young Street in Richmond Hill. That's ten thousand three forty one Young Street, right on Young, north of Major McKenzie. Our next caller is Anne in Toronto. Anne, how are you?
7: Okay. Uh, I have a uh, Russia ruble, gold
5: eighteen ninety
2: nine. Okay, Ooh. ten ruble or five.
7: Pardon
2: me? Ten ruble or five? How big is it? Is it about the size of a nickel or a dime? It's five. Yeah, they're about the same size as uh, half a sovereign in gold. Now, even though it's 1890, most of those rubles, like the sovereigns, were a, a world currency, and they made a lot of them. I think in one year, 1900, they made like 50 million of them. Okay? So they're basically worth about the gold value plus 5%. The gold value is approximately $180. Okay, they weigh, they weigh about 0. 0.235, 4, I think. I'd have to actually check. But they're a little bit more than a tenth of an ounce. hmm So if, it go, if, if it's, an it's ounce. It's
5: the size of a dime, like.
2: Yeah. Now, if it's at 5 ruble, it's going to be worth about that. Now, that'll be worth, in today's market, uh, 170 about $200. About $200. Yeah, and just this is a case of just because it's old doesn't mean it's good, but it's still gold. Well, and eighteen ninety
1: nine is not that old
2: for yeah. gold. Yeah. yeah, no, not that old. But any of these kind of stuff. Now, the important thing is there are some years like we have, like I, I keep on talking about silver dollars. The nineteen forty nine is worth twelve dollars, and the nineteen forty eight worth six thousand or tw- up to twenty thousand. There are ones with rubles like that as well, where they have short, ru- they have short print runs. Oh, so okay. you're saying
1: eighteen ninety nine is not a year? No, where no, like they no. shut down the mint because there was a famine or something like that. No,
2: know. no, Russia yeah. was a big, was a powerful state back then. No. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I understand, I understand. I've heard of it. I've heard of it. Okay. Uh our next caller is Pat in North York. Pat, how are you? Hey, Pat. Hi, how are you? Not bad. Welcome to the show. What do you have? I have some 50 cent pieces from
7: 1951 to 1966. Okay. Um but, they're not in mint condition.
2: Doesn't matter. Most 90% of what comes in, okay? And I say this on um, is the stuff that people got in their change, okay? Uh-huh. They're worth about, if you've got $100, we'll pay you approximately $1,100, okay? If you have $100 in face. Uh,
7: and I don't think, no. Well, whatever, I, you know, I'm just yeah, saying. I've got a roughly 25 to 30, not that many.
2: If you have 30, we'll pay you about approximately $330. Okay. And if there's a good year, there are some good years back then, but like you say, most of what people have is stuff they pulled out. Like my mom had us pulling them out of the out of the change, and we put them into the old cookie jar. Yeah,
7: these were my dad's.
2: Yeah, and but there might be if you have some earlier years, like a nineteen twenty one fifty cent oh, piece. Oh, I wish. Oh, you know about this one?
7: Not really, but I did have some when I was a kid that okay. my parents had collected, but uh, the house was broken into and they were all stolen.
2: Oh, And nineteen twenty one, just sold for two hundred fifty thousand dollars.
7: Oh my gosh.
2: So I don't want to make you feel bad if you had a 21. <laughs> are you feeling bad yet? No. No,
7: no. <laughs> okay. Not at all. And the other thing is a crystal biscuit basket in a silver stand, and it has a silver lid on it with the word biscuit in a, like a, oh. It'll like, be
2: silver plate.
7: Probably, yeah. Yeah.
2: These are still collectible biscuit barrels, um, 25 to $35 dollars. Um, Like I say, we buy silver plate, but there's not enough on that to be worthwhile. We we are the largest buyer, Bogart and I, are the largest buyers in Canada of silver plate, but most of what we do is we crush it. And we we do not care what it looks like. Do not clean it before you give it to me. I don't care if it's monogrammed. All we do is weigh it. Yeah, silver plate. Now, if you have sterling, we obviously will pay you more for the sterling we find in there. Okay, See, I
7: don't know for sure what this is. There's a stamp on the bottom of it: one four eight two two, and it's no, pretty that's, old.
2: That's the model number. Yeah, big. They were popular approximately late turn of the century. A biscuit silver plate biscuit barrel can sell between thirty five and seventy five dollars. Now, here's something. I'm going to say this. Okay. If it's gone, and I would say even to a lot of our listeners out there. The biscuit barrel is plain, but sometimes they'll adorn it with a uh, a parrot finial. You know the thing that you would just pull off to pull the lid off, or it'll have a little girl or a little boy, or an ant, or um, a, a deer head, or something like that. If it's figural, it will be worth more. It'll almost double the price. That one little quarter of an inch high thing little figural thing
7: Well this is about a quarter of an inch or maybe an inch high and it has the word biscuit and it's yeah. held on a um, like a beehive
2: No nope, you haven't got the good one Sorry but oh, if well, you that's have figural right. No but uh, here's the other thing I want to say this People there are figural handled cups and saucers we talked about the cups and saucers we sold one last week for $500 or 2 weeks ago um, if they have the flower handles or butterfly you oh know, yeah, you know how you have the, it, where you pick it up. Normally, you put your fingers through the little handle. That's right. If they're solid and they have a flower, or if they are solid, and they have a butterfly wings. Mm-hmm. They can be worth up to two thousand dollars. And how do you hold it? How do you lift
1: it up? I don't think you're actually supposed to use them. I hear you, Bogart. Okay, it <laughs> makes no sense. Okay, please <laughs> do that. Yeah.
7: You what? did mention something a k- few weeks ago about cups and saucers, and you mentioned some names that were popular. Yeah.
2: Okay, here's the good names to remember: Ainsley. Mm-hmm. and Paragon. Now, in Paragon, and we, people bring them in. We have some examples in our store so people can see them before they pack up all their cups and saucers and bring them into us. Um, the more gold, the better. The more flowers, the better. And most of the design has to be inside the bowl, normally where the tea or coffee is. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, and if it's signed, they're going to be worth more money. But they can be up to $2,000. And you're crazy to sell them at... I mean, it's nice if you want to bring them to your church and for the church sale. Right. But it'd be much better to get $500 and give $500 to the church if you want to do it rather than give them a, a cup and sauce that sells for $10. You know what I mean? Yes. If that's what you want to do. And I'm trying to tell people they should at least let us look at them and we'll tell them what they want to give to the church and they'll get their 5 and 10 and $15 and, and everything's good. But if they get $500... It's better to give the church if you want to donate the money That's right. or keep it or whatever you want to do with it. But at least you have the choice of what to do with $500 rather than what to do with $10. Well,
7: I'm trying to talk my daughter. She has all my mother's cups and saucers. I'd like and to they're see in them. a box.
2: I I can see them. But Ainsley, Paragon, Minton, some of the big names, the more gold, the better, the more flowers, the better, the more white, the worse it is. White is not a good color. It's like in a postcard right. seeing lots of mountains and lakes. Who cares? Okay. <laughs>
7: Thank you very much, you're and welcome. I enjoy your show.
1: Thank you. Bye. You're listening to Consignment Heroes Live on Zoomer Radio. More of your calls straight ahead. If you have a rare, interesting item, you're curious about its value, we have two experts in the studio who can help put a proper value on those items. Our phone number here at the station is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. If you're out of town, it's 1-866-740-4740. Paul Kenny and his son, Bogart Kenny, have a store on Young Street in Richmond Hill. The address is 10341 Young Street, and the store's phone number is 905-737-GOLD. That's 905-737-4653. We'll be right back.
8: For up to the minute prices, call 905 737
2: Gold. Hi, Paul Kenny here, Consignment Hero. Boxes are truly amazing things. They come in all shapes and sizes, and they do a remarkable job of storing your stuff. And the folks at Mississauga Cartons know how important it is to find the right box. For over 35 years, they've provided thousands of satisfied customers with a wide range of packaging, boxes, and shipping materials. I use them. So should you. Mississauga Cartons. Check them out at mississaugacartons.com and be a hero like me.
0: Oh,
1: welcome back to Simon Heroes on Zoomer Radio. Our next caller is Gloria Gloria, how are you? Fine, thank you. Oh, I can't hear her. Hello, Gloria?
7: Hello, yes, I'm here. Oh, hi,
1: welcome.
6: Hi,
7: <laughs> I'm just curious on that. I have a toy that I had when I was small, and they're called plank walkers.
2: Oh, yeah, I like these? Well, you got two, so- okay, I know what you're talking about. You're like, you like have two soldiers, they're back to back with four feet on the ground?
7: Yes. Oh, those are Great. Two pigs carrying a little pig in a tub in the middle.
2: Yeah, yes. So, they're put yeah. out, they're made out of a hard plastic made by Reliable or right. uh, sometimes in the states and That's you put right. them on a plank and they walk down and they okay, I yep. was easily amused when I was a kid. I would watch these for hours. <laughs> but then they just change the <laughs> elevation and just walk back again. And they yeah. had like two little, so- people have the little soldiers, and they had yeah. uh, the pigs. And something was a character, like Popeye and olive oil.
3: Anything that came yeah. out in the
2: they 40s and 50s. Of them. Yeah.
7: yeah. I just have the pigs, though. I have the, with the big, uh, it, it, the first guy's got like a blue sweater yeah. on with a big M on the front.
2: Yeah, they're, my, they're mainly about 10 to $15 because they were hard blasting. They did last. If Now, here's what happens, and I talk about this a lot. When you have a cross-collectible, say that you had Popeye or you had Buck Rogers, and some, yeah. someone who collects Buck Rogers has to have the Buck Rogers plank walker, okay? Oh, yeah. And then yeah. You, they'll pay you $100, $150 for it. The, yeah. the, the pigs is like someone has to collect pigs and they'll have to have it. But they'll, there's so much pig stuff out there, they're not looking for a 1930s pig. Okay. Okay, but no, but thanks, you brought a smile to my face just thinking huh? about these, because I think there's in 1960s... Not, huh?
7: not too many people know what they are, but that's showing our age, right?
1: Yeah, Gloria, <laughs> the only customer I think we found for you is Paul. I'd, I'd run that price up to 25
2: oh. <laughs> No, no, this is cool stuff. But do you have anything else from back that time period? No, not right
1: now, no. Okay, okay. Thank Thank you you for putting a smile on my face. Okay. Our next caller is Shirley, and Shirley's in Mississauga. Shirley, how are you? Hello. Hi. Hi, how are you? Not bad. Uh,
5: I have a set of uh, dishes for a little girl, like uh, in the 1940s. There are four plates, four cups, and four saucers. They're glass, and uh, the colors green, pink, yellow, and blue and they're in really, really fine condition.
2: Now, like a, a child's doll set?
5: Yeah, well, it's like if I when I was a little girl and I was playing house, I would have these uh, plates, cups and saucers for to play with.
2: Okay. Now, here again is where we go back on the collectibles. The person there's a lot of these sets cuz every child in 1940 had one of these. You would buy them for your little daughter. Mm-hmm. The ones that are uh, character oriented, it's Disney if it ends up being Popeye, it ends up being uh, uh, something from that time period. Like in 1960s, we had the Barbie ones. So people would collect Barbies. No, these are much earlier, but my point is that people, they have to, if it's just a generic made in Japan or made in uh, Hong Kong set that was brought over here, unless the the manufacturer was particular, like if it's a good German maker or something like that, Mm -hmm. people would collect them as a German toy. they might be worth $100, $150. Mm-hmm. But if it's a plastic set brought out, made in Japan generically, $20, 30 I see. It's mainly what we're looking for is the characters. You want to have the crossover between someone who collects Popeye and olive oil. Right. Okay. Or uh-huh. Roy Rogers. All this stuff we remember as kids, mm-hmm. we want to recapture our childhood at vastly inflated prices. How's that? Right.
5: I also have like a, a little wooden ironing board and wooden uh iron and a little t- thing it sits on back go, in that time, and a little wooden cupboard
2: they go for about twenty twenty five dollars
5: yeah, now I have a whole lot of different things, coins and everything could if I was to take and go to your place there. Yep. Uh, could I bring a whole bunch of
2: stuff for you to look at? You can call, and mm-hmm. the coins and stuff, we're glad to help you out there. Mm-hmm. Or if it's too much to move, you can leave your name with uh, Sebastian, and we will call you, depending on what part of the city you're in. Mm-hmm. But usually the best idea is to come and see me. Okay, then. Okay. And, okay but thanks. if it's something big, bulky, um, like that's what we do. If someone's got a whole house, they want to, you know, we're, we're moving from our McMansion mm-hmm. to a condo. We're here to help. We're mm-hmm. we're going to, there to tell you what you should throw out, what has to, what to do with the different things, and where to get the most money for it. Okay.
5: Is, okay. Is there any chance on like Avon collections?
2: Uh, I don't like your luck here. No. Okay. No. No. Avon was a great marketer. Of course, they were such a great marketer; they made millions, mm-hmm. and that means very little. Some of it is worth money when they made a mistake and they would have a short print run on it or something. Mm-hmm. But most of Avon's stuff was. Uh, not as collectible as it was in the
1: 70s. Mm -hmm. Okay.
5: Okay, well, thank you very much, sir. Have a great day.
1: Thank you for your phone call. Our next caller is Judy, and Judy's calling from Hamilton. Judy, how are
0: you?
5: I'm fine. How are you?
0: Pretty good. What do you have?
5: Well, I I got an autograph of Jim Reed back in 1956, and I just wondered what kind of price that would be get
8: me. <laughs> yeah. A country
0: ma-
3: star,
2: right? Country star, Jim Reeves? Yeah, country Died star young. Jim Reeves, way back. Yeah, I'm thinking of George Reeves, Superman. Jim Reeves, but- yeah. Chris Reeves. Christopher Reeves, yeah. No, no, Superman was George
1: Reeves, 1966. Sorry, oh, no, I'm for- with you, gotcha. No, no, uh,
5: 1956,
1: I got the uh Yeah. Autograph. No, no, sorry, we got caught up in names We got there. caught up in names. Uh,
2: Jim Reeves, because the country guys are actually, as um, people are very nice and easy to sign with, and a lot of them signed a lot, his autograph is $30, $40, 50 oh. You know, not a lot, because, no. again, a lot of... you got to remember, it's supply and demand. Uh, how many people want to get uh, a
1: Jim Reeves autograph? But You know, he's more popular back then. Well, how is it mounted? I mean, is it in your yeah. diary? Is it on a poster of a show that he played? Well,
5: I mean, I've had CDs and records of him, and... He's a great singer, and they oh, still yeah. play it. yeah. No, no, no. Music. We're not debating
1: that. We're saying how is the autograph contained? Where oh, is the autograph?
5: Pardon me. <laughs> on the back of, um, actually, I just had a photo, and I handed it to him. It was the only thing I had at the time, and he wrote it on the back of a photo. On box. the
1: back? That's. W- what dry. is the photo of? On the other side? Um,
5: it's one of my photos. Just
1: oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was like an 8 <laughs> by 10 of him or something. Okay. Yeah, okay. not
5: of him. No, just
1: one. Yeah.
2: Uh, on a, generally though, autographs on photos, if it was a, if, they actually, if it was Jim Reeves photo would be worth more than on a, what we call a cut, okay? But still it's he's a great entertainer at the time. Um, but you got to remember Bogart, my son, I'm going to ask him right now. Do you know who Jim Reeves is? No idea. Do you know what he sings? Nope. So, and they are the up and coming collectors. If I ask Bogart, do you know who the Beatles are? Yeah. okay. Bogart might collect the Beatles. <laughs>
1: but you know, you know what I'm Not saying really, with this. Though. I mean, would you ever pay more than a penny for Paul McCartney's autograph? Oh no, there you go. Yes, he would.
2: No, I he wouldn't. wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. I Bogart went to Paul McCartney concert instead of me. I actually let him. I says I want to educate Bogart. I let him go to the concert. But I'm saying
1: he doesn't. Va- I'm I, saying that yeah. the Beatles has no value. In the next, show. if I said I had every costume that was worn on the Sergeant Pepper's front album, and I'm going to sell it to you for $2,000. Are you a buyer? Oh, no. There you go. No, Nobody cares. Okay, my son is dumber than I thought. No, I'm with you, though. Like <laughs> It doesn't mean anything <laughs> yeah, to our do I, generation. Yeah, yeah. what are we do if, with
2: those? Yeah, I'm going to say, there are other people who are more educated than my two co-hosts with me, that will pay <laughs> money for this stuff, okay? Fair enough. Like, um, like, we, like a, an old hockey sweater from 1960s would be worth Twenty five thousand yeah, dollars. Yeah, but the there are. we speaking to the that. size
1: of the audience, though. That's what the Jim Reed there. thing. Yeah. yeah,
2: if there's a if it's an old Elvis thing, someone will collect it. If it was Johnny Cash. People collect. People want to connect with their past. They want to. They want something, and then some people have lots of money. Like, we just sold a Lois Lane comic book for $33,000.
1: Right, yeah. No. That I,
2: doesn't make any sense. I feel like
1: we're fighting now. We're just saying it's not a mass oh, not appeal fighting. item. Oh, I'm not I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. It's just not everyone wants it. That's all. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Smaller, Smaller fan base is what we're saying, yeah.
2: I, But I, I appreciate the people who buy. I appreciate people who want to sell, but I also appreciate the people who want to buy. Fair enough. And you two are not buyers. Let's go on to the next call.
1: Next caller is Colleen in Hayesville? Colleen? Hello. Hi. Where are you calling from? Hayesville. Help us out.
4: <laughs> yeah, between Kitchener and Stratford.
1: Oh, okay. Okay.
4: Yes. Hello. Okay. okay. I have two paintings, about two feet by three feet, by Egbert Udendag.
1: Eg? not ringing a bell for me right at the Oh no.
4: I did look him up. He was in Ontario. He was uh, immigrated here to Ontario in this area, Dundas and Hamilton, and then now out west in BC, I see his paintings listed, but I now I
1: don't they know how sold.
4: to it past that.
1: Okay. What does he do? Landscapes, abstract. What's Oil, he into? Oil
4: landscape. Okay. Okay. And they have the very large um, decorative plaster frames.
2: Okay. Now I'd have to see them. Okay. And the condition. Two very, things.
4: Very good condition.
2: And who the gallery that put them out? I am not familiar with this name, but if you email me tomorrow. At uh, sales at Toronto dot com, all one word, Toronto Gold Silver. Um, I will get the price for you. I just don't have my art book here. Okay. Sorry. I just, no problem. Can I have your address again? Yeah, no, it's sales with an S at Toronto Gold Silver, all one word, dot com. Thank you. And just say you're talking to me on the show, and uh, I'll try and get back. Sometimes it takes me a couple of days to get back to people.
4: Yes.
2: But I try and get back and, and help you out. Even if you're not selling to me, I try and give you the best answer I can. Okay.
4: That's wonderful. And is it gold and
2: silver or gold No, silver. just gold silver. Gold silver. I'm going to change it one day because it's even nope, confusing to nope, me, nope, eh? Don't. Fine. People are just
1: learning it now. Okay. Come on. <laughs> you can also call the store. The store's phone number is 905-737-GOLD. <laughs> so nine zero five seven three seven four six five three.
4: I also have some Limoges. I don't know if there's a market for that any longer. Yeah,
2: no, no. There's a market. There's a market for anything. that's nice. Yeah. Okay. It's just as not as high money. Right. Like the Daltons. I bought some Daltons last week. I'm actually selling them. I bought them for twenty five. I'm selling them for forty five. Yes. And that's the right price. They right. sell at forty five. If I put seventy on them, they're not going to sell. Exactly.
1: Okay. What is Limoges?
2: Limoges is a China. Limoges is actually an area of France. There were seven really big factories. Yeah. And some of them were better than others, like um, the one that made the bridal wreath was a was a very popular pattern. Yes. Yeah. And they brought it over here on years and years. Bridal wreath, I used to get $75 for a dinner plate. Right. All day long. And... Now you can get you get about twenty to twenty five dollars. Yes. Yeah. Because nobody wants it because it has the gold trim. They can't put it in microwaves. They can't. You know, it's it's out of fashion right yeah. now. Gotcha. But the Lamouch factory's made some great stuff, and I'm not saying it's bad. No, no. I'm just saying the prices have come down.
4: Yes. Uh huh. And okay. Rose Point Silver.
2: Rose Point Silver is sterling. Yes. Uh, yes. We buy it all the time, and we melt it.
4: Okay. But
2: we will pay you fair money. Right now, it's around fifty-three, fifty-four cents a gram. Okay. But and it's worth bringing in if you're not. If you don't sell it to me, please start using it. I have people who use
4: it all the time. Yes, Yes, that's. I use my lobos. I use everything. Yeah,
2: no, that's. There's nothing wrong with that. It's nice stuff. Use it and enjoy it. Yes. Okay.
4: Thank you.
1: Thank you. Our next caller is Diane in Peterborough. Diane, how are you? You're live on Zoomer Radio.
9: Hi. How are you? Not bad. What do you have? Good, good. I was at an indoor yard sale a few weeks ago, and I bought three lovely cups and saucers for five dollars. Okay. Uh, one is oh, an Ainsley. I like this.
1: Wait, did it pay okay. off? This. Is, yeah. So you're in for five dollars. Let's get the calculator ready. Okay. What's
2: on the Ainsley?
9: Uh, it's uh, like white with. Uh, has uh, about a quarter of an inch gold trim around the cup. Uh, the top of the cup. And uh, the saucer has a fluted edge, and it's also trimmed in the gold, and the handle's gold.
2: Okay, now this is what I keep on trying to help people with: is that the what we want the most is flowers on the inside of the bowl, okay, mm-hmm. and, fl- and color inside the bowl, whether it be cobalt, whether it be green or orange. You okay, want to have
9: big... flowers on the inside.
2: Yeah. Okay, that's that's a good sign. If that now there's going to be a little signature, says be either Brunt or Bailey, um, inside there. If you find a signed piece. Um, they can even be worth a lot more. Okay,
1: look in the um, cup.
9: On um, the um, okay, on the bottom of the cup, there's like an orange dot that I can't no totally no make that out. no. This on is... the saucer, there is the letter A, and it looks like two no. one nine. No, no. Okay, that's
2: R? the that's the model number. But yeah, What we okay. need here on this, and I'm trying to say to people the cups and saucers. If there's a lot of gold, doesn't uh-huh. or a lot of flowers, I mean inside, somebody painted it so that if you have coffee, you're going to obliterate the, the scene that's inside. It's all through the whole bowl. That's what they, people are collecting right now. And the better, more gold, the bigger the cobalt, the maroon, the reds, so all those colors of the 1940s, 50s, and 60s coming alive today. And okay. that's what people are collecting, and you get the most money. Now, you still might get $20, $30 for your Ainsley that you bought. Wow. But there's a difference between that and $250, or $500, <laughs> right. or $750. Well,
1: that was just one piece. You have other yeah. pieces?
9: Now, I, had, I have two that are the same. Now, they have lots of gold on them. Um, these ones uh, on the back says Bavaria, made now, okay. in Germany.
2: No, it's just they made Bavaria made great stuff. But they're not collecting it in the same way. Okay. Stick to your... If, if you're buying or people bringing stuff in, please, make, English is the best. Japanese does not sell. The Chinese are not buying Japanese stuff.
8: Mm-hmm. They just
2: aren't. And That's just like one of those rules of thumb type of thing. Yeah. Um, and, but they are buying Ainsley. They're buying Paragon. In the bottom, you have what we call a double Paragon mark. Without getting too complicated, if you see Paragon, it's good. Okay? Okay. But the more gold... The more flowers, the better. The more white, the worse. Okay?
9: Okay. Now, the, the cup, the gold cups and saucers, the whole saucer is gold except the part where the bottom of the cup sits on yeah. and, and the back side of it's white. The cup uh, is all gold on the outside plus the handle yeah. plus the whole inside and there's about a uh, half an inch of a white border around the top of the cup. Okay.
2: You're going to have to bring this in and see, see me. Sorry. Sounds
1: interesting.
9: Well, guess what? You are on my bucket list, because I just have to come <laughs> to your shop sometime.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, you got something exciting. I mean, this is basically a, yeah. a gold cup and gold saucer. Why not have a look at it? Yeah, yeah. No, you-
9: well, I've got a few other interesting things, too, so I'll just have to parcel them all up and find my way up to your store sometime this
1: year. Look at no that, problem. Paul Kenny, making a bucket list. I like I, it. Bu- You're on yes. it.
2: I'm, l- I'm looking forward
1: to seeing you. How's
2: that? Okay? okay. Me that was too. Diane
1: in Peterborough. Care. Thank you for your phone call. I'm going to be out in Peterborough next week. Okay, bye. I think she wants to come to the store. Okay. I think that's part of the dream okay. for the bucket list. Uh, you're, uh, We want to take one more caller before we go to break here. It's going to be Bruce in Aurora. Bruce, how are you?
6: I'm good, Thank uh, thanks, guys. What um, do you have? I've got a big Elvis collection, about 80 albums.
1: Holy cow,, okay yeah
6: big, like there are a couple of feet of them, and just wondering what you think I should do with them or is, are you interested in yes. them, or should I sell them as a collection or try and I don't know. Or donate know, them to
1: Zoomer Radio to go, and we might put them on display. <laughs>
6: I'm
2: going to get you. Well, no. listen.
1: <laughs> Paul, what am I sitting next to right here? Right next to
2: um, right now, Ben is sitting next to a bust of Elvis. A okay? giant bust a of giant Elvis bust of that's Elvis.
1: been it's gold. It's gold yeah. with sunglasses on it. You've called the right station, man. Yeah.
2: You've got gold on your shelf there. Elvis even it should be in good condition. Uh, some of the early stuff is worth more money than the later stuff. It all depends if you bought it after his death or before his death. Okay? Some of the EPs that are from the 50s are worth several thousands of dollars. Okay? And you've got the stuff on Sun Records. Um, there's a lot of different things. Without seeing it, I can't tell you, but we can go through it for you. It'll take, if you've got that many, it'll take a couple of hours. And you might have mm-hmm. to leave them there. Then we tell you what the price is and we go from there. And we're, you're welcome to get a second opinion. You know what I mean? But at least let make us one of those opinions. How's that?
6: Sounds good.
1: Wait, Sounds so good. sorry. We had a big uh, moment there. So if it was what? in the era, like say you bought yeah. a 1957 Elvis number one hit, if it's from 1957, it's obviously worth a lot more money. Yeah. If it's after his death, what was that, 77? That's going to be worth a lot less. So yeah. wait, where does your collection sit?
6: Well, um, some of it is original stuff. And to be honest, a lot of it I picked up down south. And it was—I think it was—a woman who bought up a lot of the stuff after he died, because stuff's never been played, never opened. And- oh,
2: wait a minute! This is, oh, these are all good things you're saying.
6: Never been uh, played but and never opened. The later ones, you yeah, know, but even the, the later ones that they threw out after his death to okay. cash in on it.
2: Yeah, you know something? Even that Elvis Bogart. Do you know who Elvis is?
6: <laughs> I'm just
1: checking. I'm just no, checking. No, no. <laughs>
2: trying,
6: like,
1: That's a bad example. Okay. He sort of transcends quite a bit more than, say, Jim Reeves. That. Yeah.
2: It's worth bringing it down to. We'll take a look at it. It might take a little bit of a while to do it. If they're not open, don't open them, and we can go from there. Keep Make sure they don't get into the cold. Okay. okay. And Bogart. Yes, he does know who who Elvis is. Okay, thank you. You're
1: listening to Consignment Heroes. We're live on Zuma Radio. Our phone number, if you have a rare or interesting item you're curious about its value, you can call us right now, 416-360-0740. We'll be right back.
7: Watching Sam at work, you're reminded of mom's home cooking. Make it from scratch, never from a box. Mom would always say that. Having cabinets built by new generation is a lot like that. Because when you love what you do as much as Sam does, and you're as good at it as Sam is, Would you serve your family prefab? New Generation Kitchens and Bathrooms of Guelph. Made with love. From scratch. Call 519-836-8300 and meet Sam at his family-run factory.
8: Estates have a sentimental value and a real value. Which one do you think sells? An estate appraisal by Toronto Gold, Silver & Coins is valued for the honesty and experience of Paul and Bogart, who always arrive with three options. They'll buy it from you, sell it for you, or tell you what the estate is worth. And their live online auction, held every month, is a great way to sell on consignment. Need an estate appraised? There's really only one choice. Call 905-737-GOLD.
1: I happen to know. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes on Zuma Radio. Trigger happy on the mic today, by the way. Our next caller is going to be... Earl in St. Catharines. Earl, how are you?
3: Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you?
1: Not bad. How are you doing? Uh,
3: My wife made me do
1: this. (laughs) All right. I to
3: know that up front.
1: Are you at gunpoint, or did she just gently suggest that you call in?
3: She gently suggests. Okay. We've been listening for a long time. She enjoys your show very much, and I do too.
1: Okay, we'll get you through this hostage situation.
3: She has a six-piece dinner and tea set with platinum trim... Teapot and sugar and milk, gravy bowl, plate, two veggie dishes, one platter. It's The label on the bottom says Litchfield, fine bone china. Oh, Wedgwood, right? Exclusive, it's Margaret Rose. Is it Wedgwood? 14119. Is it Wedgwood? No. It doesn't say Wedgwood, no.
2: Wedgwood made a Litchfield uh, pattern. Who? Who is the maker then?
3: Says Margaret Rose. Uh, Margaret Rose is the design, I guess.
1: It's a pink flower. Roses. Roses. Right, so we want to get the the maker's mark rather than the name of the pattern.
2: Is there a little emblem in the side that looks like a little ewer inside a square?
1: Looks like a what? A
2: ewer inside a square. What's a ewer? A A ewer is something you pour, a vessel you pour wine out of. That's an urn. Okay, I I call it a ewer, but okay.
3: No, there No.
2: So it says, wait a minute, I'm going to look this up because I think there's something missing. Litchfield, L-I-C-H...
3: F-I-E-L-D. F-I-E-L-D. That's in like a banner, and it's on top of what looks like a cathedral or something. wedgwood Litchfield. Okay, and you said the next word is Margaret Rose? Yeah. Uh, yes. One, four, one, one, nine.
1: This is very strange for Paul Kenny, to not know immediately a yeah, place yeah. setting like this. Usually, this is a very, very rare thing. Just
3: say what country it's made in. England. England. Fine Bone mm-hmm. China made in England exclusive.
1: <sighs> we feel like we're missing part of the story here, a brand name yeah. that you guys are not seeing. We no, feel like you're giving a pattern name and an exclusive release. Well, I guess the pattern release. is Margaret Rose.
2: Yeah, Margaret Rose could be, but Litchfield, I don't know, Litchfield as a, as a manufacturer, that's what I'm trying to think of. It might be one of the ones that they came out with. A lot of the major manufacturers had what they called used for seconds, like Paragon used Royal Standard. So something, when they're making a dish, there's a little blip or a a bubble on it or something like that, they would take it out and they've already gone to the the trouble of making the plate, so they use it as a second and they have a different name. And that might be why I don't know this name. And then because of the English being, uh, they wouldn't sell it in England, they would
1: distribute it among the colonies. And us being a colony, we got some of this stuff. like a factory outlet store, right? Yes, you, you get a, a Gucci that has the stitching inside out, and you still get a Gucci item, but it came from the factory outlet. Is that sort of the scenario you're talking yeah. about? Why it wouldn't have the broader, more recognizable name on it? Yeah, that would might.
2: I'm trying to think. You know something?
1: I'm. I've ye- never heard of you being stumped on something like yeah, that. Yeah, you got to yeah, send China. me a
2: picture. You got to because China, I usually know backwards and forwards. So you, send me a picture, and I might be saying, "Oh, now I know what that is." Okay. And if it's made in England, bone china, this is all good, but it might be one of the secondary manufacturers. Okay? And And it it was probably from 1960s, 50s? Yeah, Yeah. I've had it for 43
4: years.
2: Okay, yeah. And you might have bought it at Ashley's or something like that down there, you know. So,
1: of a place setting that big, what are we looking at roughly?
2: It, with no name, it's going to be it's better to keep it because you can't replace it at the shops. It might be a hundred, hundred fifty dollars, two hundred dollars. The money in these things is if you've got Wedgwood creamware and a certain pattern, someone in Arkansas breaks a plate and they want to replace it, and they'll want to buy that plate, and you get the full money for it. You know what I mean? but if no one's collecting Litchfield for this pattern, I can't help you on this one.
1: All right, you're talking about Wedgwood China. Wedgwood yeah. China. Guess what? Heather's called in from Oshawa with a question about Wedgwood China. I Heather, how are you?
2: I am good.
5: How are you?
1: Not bad. What do you have exactly? Yeah.
5: Well, since you were talking cu- cups and saucers, I was wondering about the Wedgwood. It has lots of gold and lots of printing inside the cup. and Like, not printing, but pictures. And-
2: it depends on the name. Wedgwood is not known for these mainly? Oh. Um, they're, they're, they make some nice china. I'm, I'm not running down Wedgwood. Wedgwood was one of the big ones. Okay, Enoch, Wedgwood, and there's two Wedgwood companies. Um, but they're not the ones that the Chinese are buying right now. Okay? Oh, okay. But as a set, it's not a, a bad set. The only thing that has the gold on it, depending on what the pattern is, it's just got one cup and sauce, so you have a whole set.
5: I just have the one, and it's from England, and it has numbers, on, like a number on
2: yeah, it. Yeah, then I have to see it. Wow. I apologize. And if you have other ones, I'll take a look at those. At the well, same give us
1: a range. Speak dollars. Yeah. What's the high and low for an item like Five this? Five to $25. Oh, okay. Gotcha. You. Know.
5: What about a cup and saucer set that registration is applied for?
2: Okay. And in the diamond mark? A diamond. Oh,
1: applied for. It depends on uh, the year it's from. England. You're speaking a language. I don't yeah. know. What Sorry. does this all mean?
2: Uh, okay. They would registration. They would apply. It a, it's a diamond mark. They used to have registration marks. This is how you used to build date China, or dates different things. You know how we have um, uh, what's that called? The ten digit number. You say it's got a, a code on it. Oh, Radar. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, the a registration mark. A registration mark. A serial number. Yeah. So they have um, uh, a patent number. Okay. Registration Martins were predecessors to patent numbers. It was a diamond. At the top was what uh, the year was made, and then you had what month it was made, and it was applied for. So you'd be able to date an actual piece of china by this patent mark that was on the bottom. It would be good for 10 years. Okay? Understood. Okay. Now I'm sorry about that. So you're applied for. I'd have to see the rest of the mark to know what year it's from. It. It, was, it might be from 1890. It might be from 1920. Okay?
5: Okay. And can I ask one more thing? Sure. Rosenthal.
2: Rosenthal, fantastic manufacturer.
5: I have a cup and saucer set, and the cup has three bumps on the bottom as feet.
2: Yeah, no, no, people, that's called footed, feet, footed, and people collect footed cups and saucers. Most of the Rosenthal is mostly famous for the stuff they did in the 50s and 60s, where they had that nice, uh, that uh, mid-century modern look to it. Yes. Okay. Yes. And they will sell, but it all depends on the pattern. Okay. Give me a range on that. Uh, Rosenthal is usually between $10 and $35. Okay. So I like similar. Rosenthal. Rosenthal always sells. Man- great manufacturer.
1: Our next caller is going to be Brad in Bradford. That worked out easy. Hey, Brad. Hi. Hey, man. What do you got?
10: Okay, I've got a Billy B. Uh, picture of Eddie Shaq in a Ranger uniform. And I've also I got it signed down at the St. Lawrence Market about five or ten years ago. Is that worth anything? Or
2: You mean a, not Billy B., Beehive? Beehive,
10: yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: Beehive. Yeah. Now, that's East. No, a lot of people don't know Ranger. Eddie Shaq started with the Rangers, eh? That's yeah, 19. And that's I got him in the Ranger uniform. Yeah. Shaq is still alive, still selling. I mean, still signing. Yeah. Um, probably going to be worth $35. Just because okay. it's signed, it's nice. Uh, we had him for shows. Eddie, the nicest guy in the world, um, couldn't write the word "thought," though. You know, okay. he just signed his name, right?
10: Yeah, he signed it in a very, and it's very nice too. But, yeah. uh, I got another thing. Red Rose figurines that yep. used to come out of the uh, tea, are they worth anything?
2: Uh, yeah. Uh, just uh, not as much as they used to be. You've got the Gingerbread Man, used to sell for 30 to $40, now sells for 10 The rest of the gin- these are mainly famous because they were only available in Canada. The Nursery Rhyme Figures is about uh, how many in the set sells for around $50 now today. Okay, That's the little tale.
10: church one that says Red Rose on it, but I got that one, too.
2: Yeah, yeah. No. Okay. Now, you also had the cards that came out in the Red Rose, okay?
10: Okay, okay.
2: So, they, they used you know, to have to stick them into the books and stuff like that, okay?
10: Okay, another thing is my share of coins. I've got the plastic. I haven't got the full set, the plastic and the steel. Is there any coins that, that really stand out that are worth something? No,
2: and the, pla- the yes, 68, 69s are up to $2,000 a piece, but you don't have those. You have the steel ones, A full oh, sets. the were- plastic, too. Yeah, but you've got 1960 and 61, I'm willing to bet. Yeah, probably, 1961 yeah. set is worth about $450. 19, uh, 1960 sets worth about 600 If you've got the plastic yeah. shields to go with them, they were about, uh, they'll add another $100, $150 to it. The steel ones are worth $600 if you have a mint-mint set. But because they're steel and the yeah, pa- yeah. they're coal-painted, they chip easily. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But bring them on into my store. It's something I'm always interested in. But this next year, they've got coins up to $2,000. Uh-oh, we, we gotta are got to go of time. again. A
1: couple final notes. Uh, Paul Kenny and Bogart Kenny, you know them from Storage Wars Canada. Of course, Consignment Heroes live on Sundays, 1 to 2 p.m. Uh, they have a store. It's located at 10,341 Young Street. That's 10341 Young Street in Richmond Hill. The store's phone number is 905-737-4653. Any final thoughts? Thank you for listening, folks. Come in and see me. Special thanks to show producer Sebastian Hearn.
0: This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.